be here and to preach to you this evening. Take your Bibles and go to John chapter number four. John chapter, John chapter number four. Like I said this morning, what I spoke on this morning is my favorite thing in the world to talk about, talking about the gospel. Um, there's nothing greater in this world than what we talked about this morning. And then I also mentioned what we would be speaking about tonight is my second favorite topic to talk about in this, the idea of worship, this idea of worship. If you're taking notes this evening, the title of the message is True Worship Must Be in Spirit and Truth. True worship must be in spirit and truth. I believe that this idea of worship is the most important concept for a Christian to understand and grasp. We're going to be jumping, we're going to be unpacking this idea of what it means to be true worshipers according to the Bible. And I think it's one of the most important things that we can do in our lives, personally and corporately, is this idea of worship. John chapter 4, verse number 19 is where we will start reading. Verse number 19. <clears throat> to give context, we're jumping right into the middle of this story. This is a story of the woman at the well. Um, and we're not, the, 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 the point of this message is not the entire story of the woman at the well, but we're jumping into the conversation, right in the middle of the conversation that she's having with Jesus. Okay? Um, and so this picks up in verse number 19. The woman saith unto him, him is Jesus, Sir, I perceive that thou art a prophet. Our fathers worshipped in this mountain. And ye say that in Jerusalem is the place where men ought to worship. Jesus saith unto her, Woman, believe me, the hour cometh when, when ye shall neither worship in this mountain nor yet at Jerusalem. Worship the Father. Ye worship, ye know not what. We know what we worship, for salvation is of the Jews. But the hour cometh, and now is, when the true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeketh such to worship him. God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship in spirit and in truth. Let's read verse number 24 again. God is a spirit, and they that worship him must. Get a load of that word. Jesus Christ is saying to this woman, if we're going to worship God, we must, it's an imperative that we worship him in spirit and in truth. Let's pray. Dear Jesus, I ask that you would give me the words this evening to convey this very, very important truth in your word about worship. Too often we miss it. We miss this idea of, of what you really want when we come into your presence. I said you would bless this message in Jesus' name. Amen. True worship must be in spirit and in truth. True biblical worship um, is something that a lot of people struggle with. This idea of actually 
understanding what worship is, how to do it properly, why we should even do it. People have a preconceived idea of what worship is. Um, but God lays out very, very clearly in his word what worship is and what worship is not. Okay, And um, I will say this, you can be saved and not practice true worship. Okay? You, can be, you can be a believer and not practice true worship. You can be a great servant of God. You can be one of the best servants in this church. Here every, every service, serving in every ministry. And you could also not be practicing true worship. We're going to look at an awesome Bible example of this in just a few minutes. You could be the best soul winner there ever was and not practice true worship. You can, you can have the most beautiful voice. You can sing beautifully. You can play an instrument. You can do that in church and not practice true worship. But if you practice true worship, then all of the, all of the things we're going to be talking about tonight are going to naturally flow out of you. Following the Bible, understanding what it is, obeying the truth of the Word of God is just going to naturally flow out of you when you start here. When you start at the feet of Jesus, worshiping in the way that He has intended us to do. Don't miss the point of your existence. The point of each and every one of us here existing is to worship God. The Bible says we were created for His glory. We were created for this glory, and we express this through worship. Okay? Isaiah 43, verse number 7 says, every, Even everyone that is called by my name, for I have created him for my glory, I have formed him, yea, I have made him. You were created to glorify God, and we express this through worship, and there's a lot of different ways that we can do that. We'll get into that in a little bit. This lady, this woman at the well, she tried to impress Jesus. Uh, she tried to impress Jesus with her family heritage of religion, saying, hey, my family worshiped here in these mountains. I have a religious family. This is a very typical of like, people that I meet and people that I talk to about like maybe inviting them to church or, or telling them about God. And you're like, oh, yeah, my dad's a pastor or yeah, I used to go to church. Try to impress you with religion. When we're missing the whole point, God, you know what? I just want you to worship me. I just want you to come and I want you to adore me. That's what God wants. He's not, Jesus wasn't impressed with her uh, religious background with how much she knew about God. He wasn't impressed with that. She tried to discredit Jesus by saying her family had worshipped here, and he, she said to Jesus, you say that the only place to worship is in Jerusalem, speaking about the Jewish, the Jewish culture and saying that, that's what you guys say, that's the only place to worship. You know what? She was focused only on the place of worship, and the tradition of worship. And then when Jesus spoke, 
He was focused on whom we worship, why we worship, and how we worship. So when the woman at the well here was was talking to Jesus, she was trying to impress him and saying, you know what? I grew up worshiping here. I grew up knowing about God and doing all of these things. And Jesus said, so? You're worshiping the wrong thing. Jesus is more concerned about who we worship, why we worship, and how we worship. And that's what we're going to be talking about tonight. Those are our three main points. Jesus explains to whom worship is given, why we worship, and how we do that. Jesus explains in verse number 22 here um, that she didn't even know why. She didn't even know why. I think a lot of a lot of even Christians, Bible-believing Christians, don't know why why they worship. Verse number twenty-two says, "Ye worship, ye know not what. You have no idea what you're doing." The world and unsaved people worship all sorts of things. Why? What? Why? Because well, we were created to worship. We were cre- that's how God created us, to worship something, to long for something. We talked about this this morning, that we long for something greater than ourselves. Each and every one of us. See, the world, the unsaved people, the people who don't really care about God, they long for something, but they don't know why. They don't have really a real purpose. They don't have a real reason. We see this uh, in the story of Cain and Abel. story of Cain and Abel. Cain's offering to God was refused by God because he wanted to worship God his own way. You see, you remember that story of Cain and Abel? Cain comes to God and offers him this elaborate sacrifice and say, God, this is what I want to worship, and God rejected it. God rejected it. He said, that's, that's not what I asked for. See, God is very concerned that we worship in a very specific way. He doesn't care that we just offer worship. He's very concerned about how we worship as well. Okay, So we offer worship to God, but in a very specific way. In Genesis chapter 4, verse number 3, it says, And in the process of time it came to pass that Cain brought of the fruit of the ground and offering unto the Lord. And Abel, he also brought the, of the firstlings of his flock and of the fat thereof. And the Lord had respect unto Abel and to his offering, <clears throat> but unto Cain and to his offering he had no respect. And Cain was very wroth and his countenance fell. Even a lot of people in church, maybe even people here tonight, don't really understand this idea of worship. Yeah, we come to church because we love God. We we know it's right to come to church. But do you understand this idea of worship, this idea of awe and adoration for God? Because if you miss that, then there's no point. There's no point of being here. A lot of people just miss that, and then a lot of people think that worship is just this emotional experience like a concert or something like that. It's not that either. So let's look at our first point tonight of what is worship. Let's just settle that. The first question of what is 
worship. Like I said, a lot of people think worship is just an emotional experience, something I experience, or they specifically tie worship to music. Okay, what music is a huge part of it, and we'll get to that in a second. But it's not tied to that. Okay, worship is not an emotional experience or a concert. Worship is not based upon. Okay, get a hold of this. It's not based upon an emotion, and it's not based upon a physical posture. Okay. What worship is is complete reverence, wrapped up in love thankfulness, and praise to God. That's what worship is. It's complete reverence for who God is. Complete complete reverence, wrapped up in love, thankfulness, and praise to God. Okay, with that being said, there will be times of emotion. There will be times of a physical posture of reverence shown to God. Because that's how awesome God is. When we truly are thankful for the love of God, and we're truly thankful for who God is and how awesome He is, there will be a stir of emotion. There will be sometimes a physical posture that is shown, a reverence. That's actually the definition of worship is to bow down. Just be careful that we don't get tied up like the Pharisees did in just the outward show. The outward show of just the emotions or just the posture. But when true worship is authentic, there will be those things. So often we're we're so careful to, to do worship right, we're afraid to show emotion. Don't, don't do that. God has created us to show emotion. He has created us to worship. And when we, when we truly, authentically love the God who has loved us, there will be emotion that is showed forth. There will be joy. There will be, there, there will be tears. There, there will be this excitement. Just don't let that be the driver of the worship okay so what is worship worship is this complete reverence wrapped in love thankfulness and praise okay worship is shown to god the father psalm 29 verse number two give unto the lord glory due unto his name worship the lord in the beauty of holiness psalm 86 9 all nations whom thou hast made shall come and worship before thee O lord and shall glorify thy name Psalm 95, 6, Oh, come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our Maker. Psalm 46, 10, Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the heathen. I will be exalted in the earth. To me, that verse is the essence of worship. If you don't get anything tonight but this, understand worship is Psalm 4610. To be still and know that I am God. That is worship. Take your Bibles, go to Luke chapter number 10. Luke chapter number 10. Keep your your spot here in John. 
but go to Luke chapter 10. Like I was saying earlier, it's a great Bible example of somebody who was an amazing servant, but she missed it all. She missed the point. Luke chapter number 10, verse number 30, 38. Luke 10, 38. And now, now it came to pass as they went that he entered into a certain village and a certain woman named Martha received him into her house. She had a sister called Mary, which also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. But Martha was cumbered about much serving and came to him and said, Lord, dost thou not care that my sister hath left me to serve alone? Bid her, that, bid her therefore that she help me. And Jesus answered and said unto her, Martha, Martha, thou art careful and troubled about many things, but one thing is needful. And Mary hath chosen that good part which shall not be taken away from her. One thing, one thing God wants is for you to be still and know that he is God. Amen. That's all he wants. Amen. That's all he wants. For us to be at his feet, worshiping him, adoring him, loving him. Worship is shown to God the Father. Okay? So, where can we worship? Where can we worship? Okay? Worship, here's your answer, anywhere. Okay? You can worship God anywhere. Ultimately, what Jesus was saying, go back to John, John chapter number four. Ultimately, we're going to worship God in heaven. That's what Jesus told the woman at the well. Ultimately, that is our goal, where we will have glorified bodies and we'll be in heaven Worshiping God for eternity. That's the goal. But here on this earth, we can worship God anywhere. Okay? Worship can be shown through music. Okay? You can worship God through music, through listening to music or performing music. Okay? Either way. Okay? Um, I love music. Okay? I always have... Always will. I love music. Okay, um, music to me is probably the easiest way to worship God, especially personally. Okay, you can worship God in your car. We were we were doing that tonight on our way to church, listening to some good music. You can listen to just music anywhere. Okay. Um, by you know working out on your way to work at some workplaces you can do it at work okay you, there's so many ways that we can be we can have access to something that promotes the thought in worship of God how awesome is that music itself is not worship but do you know what God loves music God created music okay God created music. Understand this. We don't sing to worship. We sing because of our heart to worship. Let's say that again. 
We don't sing so that we can worship. We worship because our heart is screaming out in love to God. That is why we sing. So if you come to church and you don't sing, you don't participate in the worship music, there is a problem going on. God has created this because it is so... There's a connection with music. I can't explain it, okay? I'm not that smart, okay? I'm just not a scientist, okay? But there's a connection that God has made with music to make our hearts and our emotions long for God. Worship can be shown through music. I heard a pastor once say this. Worship is not entertainment. Worship is engagement. Okay? Understand that this evening. Worship is not entertainment. Some churches do really good at putting on a show. Okay? That's not worship. Worship is when all of us collectively in church engage whether you like the song or you don't like the song because it's not about us it's not about it's not about what we like or dislike worship is about God so worship can be shown to the Father that's who who we worship worship can be can be done anywhere Worship can be shown through music. Next, worship can be shown through praying. <clears throat> worship can be shown through praying by listening and giving of the prayer. Worship can be shown through giving. Through giving. Okay? Our giving of our money, our time, our abilities. Okay? To use the Christian word, stewardship. Okay? That's worship. Okay, when we when we biblically understand what stewardship is and taking care of ourselves, taking care of our time, keeping taking care of our, our money, when we give that all of that freely, that is worship. Understand that this evening. When we give back to God, we're saying, God, you're worth it all. I worship you. Because when we love and adore God, we will revere and respect the things he has given to us. And that is worship. Worship can also be shown through God's word. Through a couple different ways, through preaching. Listening and let it, letting it change you. So what preaching that's the purpose of it. It's what God has said in his word. God has chosen the foolishness of preaching to change the hearts of men. When we listen to it for the purpose of letting it change our lives, that's a form of worship. And then also through preaching, okay, that is proclaiming truth and saying, God, I'm going to give out your word, okay? And that doesn't mean standing up here and preaching. That means going out and proclaiming truth. That means everybody can do that. The youngest in here to the oldest, we can go out and just 
Tell the good news. That is worship through preaching. And then reading. Reading and studying the Word of God. Studying it to let it change you. Meditating and memorizing the Word of God. These are forms of worship. We all will worship something. All of us will. This is how we were created. And if that thing we worship is not God, then you have an idol. All of us are going to worship something. You are going to worship something in your life. Okay, what does that mean? To give your undivided reverence and respect and attention to it. That is worship. To adore something by showing my time, my love, my respect to that thing, that person. And if that thing that we worship is not God, then we have an idol. That could be a job, that could be a a child, that could be a sport, it could be a video game, it could be anything, it could be money, it could be your spouse. What gets your time and attention is what you worship. This is why we have to be so proactive in in what we worship. Okay? This is why we have to be so, so intentional about it. By doing it through music, you know, by getting a set of headphones and getting some good music and worshiping. Worship. Worship intentionally, personally, through the Word of God. Everywhere that we go. So what is worship? Most of us immediately think of music. Okay, so what is worship? Worship. It's more than a song. Worship is complete focus and adoration to our great God. True worship will bring personal revival on a daily basis by forsaking sin and focusing on God. When we have true worship in our lives where we focus our attention on God, daily. It'll be a personal revival, an excitement, and a joy that says, God, you are my everything. But that only happens when we intentionally take the time to get into this book, to listen to music, to pray on a daily basis. And then when we come to church to do it corporately, it's just an outward flow of our heart that we've been doing every single day. Worship is more than a song. It's more than anything that you put. Anything that you put before God is an idol. If you put anything before God, it's an idol. Worship is our complete focus and adoration to our great God. So I hope you understand a little bit better of what is worship. Okay, Worship can be shown in many different ways, but it's just... Very simply, focus and adoration to God, okay? So, our second question, why? Why do we worship? Verse number 23 of John chapter 4, John 4, verse 23, God is a spirit, 
And they that worship him must worship in spirit and in truth. Oh, that's verse 24. Let's back up to verse 23. But the hour cometh, and now is, when the true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. Okay, this next, get this phrase, for the Father seeketh such to worship him. So why should we worship? God is seeking worship from you. God wants you to worship him. He's seeking it. He longs for it. He desires fellowship and relationship with you. He is a jealous God. Exodus 34, 14, thou shalt worship no other God. For the Lord, whose name is Jealous, is a jealous God. No other God, no other person, no other thing, career, money, sport, entertainment, or desire before the Almighty God. So why should we worship? Because God wants you to. And God wants you to worship only Him. This is why He created us. Revelation 4.11 Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power. For Thou hast created all things, and for Thy pleasure they are and were created. This is why God made us. This is what God wants from us, is us to focus on him. Okay, so why should we worship? Number one, because God is seeking it from us. Number two, under why we should worship, is because we are changed. Because we are changed. Okay, true worshipers... A true worshiper of God is somebody who is saved, okay? Somebody who is a believer in Jesus Christ, okay? We not only worship because he wants us to, we worship because we want to. Philippians 3.3 says, For we are the circumcision which worship God in the Spirit and rejoice in Christ Jesus and have no confidence in the flesh. Okay, we worship God because he wants us to, but then we also worship because we want to. If you're here this evening and you don't want to worship God, then you need to check your heart to see if you truly believe in Jesus Christ. Because a true worshiper of God is a saved individual. Psalms 46.10 Be still and know that I am God. It's intentional to be still. When I force myself to stop and to worship God. Psalm 119.97, Oh, how love I thy law. It is my meditation all the day. Psalm 8.1, Oh, Lord our God, how excellent is thy name in all the earth, who has set thy glory above the heavens. I will be glad and rejoice in thee. I will sing praises to thy name, O thou most high. Psalm 18, I will love thee, O Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God, my strength, in whom I will trust, my buckler and the horn of my salvation and my high tower. I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from my enemies. So why should we worship? Because he wants us to and because we want to. Passion 
and sincere about our God. We need to be passionate about our God. So our our questions this evening, what is worship? Focus and adoration on God. Why we should worship? Because God wants us to. Because we want to. And our last question this evening, how? How do we do it? Like, man, that's, that's really good. I'm pumped. Let's go worship. But how do we do it? Okay. How? Well, verse number 24, God is a spirit and they that worship him must worship how? In spirit and in truth. The Jews were concerned with the letter of the law, not the spirit of the law. Okay, this is what the woman at the well, okay, she was a Gentile, okay, she was a Samaritan. She, this is what she was jabbing at. This is what she was trying to trip Jesus Christ up on, okay? Saying, you, only, you say the only place that we can worship is in Jerusalem and, and all, of these, all of these things. She's trying to get him to, to, to trip up and saying, you're more concerned about the letter of the law, not the spirit of the law. I can worship however I want. I'm going to read you a paragraph here from a commentary, John Phillips. This is excellent. So hang with me. Pay attention as I read this. True worship has to be in the spirit. Judaism was largely a a worship of the letter rather than of the spirit. It was concerned with rites and rituals, forms and ceremonies, sacrifices and offerings, feast days and fast days, circumcisions and Sabbaths. You You get the point. A lot of do's and don'ts and do this and do that. And if you don't do this, you're a failure. Okay. All of that was to be set aside in favor of a spiritual form of worship. Real worship had to be in truth. Okay, and this is where the Samaritism um, comes in. Samaritism was largely a worship of the false rather than the worship in truth. It was it was concerned. Uh, with a hodgepodge of religious ideas. At best, it was a sterile hybrid thing, lifeless, dead, and false. The Lord lifted her thoughts to a living, loving Father, one who yearned for the worship of any Jew or Samaritan, who would worship him in spirit and in truth. What was needed for that, of course, was the regeneration of the Spirit of God so that she could worship in spirit and a full revelation of the Son of God so that she could worship in truth. How do we worship? We worship in spirit and in truth. There's a right way and a wrong way to do it. Okay, We worship because we want to. Our spirit longs for God. It's who we are. That just comes out of us that we yearn to worship God anywhere, at any time. But we worship him according to the word of God, through the truth of the word of God, not just however we feel like it, but according to what pleases God. Philippians 3.3, which we've already, already read, says, For we are the circumcision which worship God in the spirit and rejoice in Christ Jesus and have no confidence in the flesh. Okay, so 
How do we worship in spirit and in truth? The truth of the word of God. God says this in John chapter 14, verse number six. Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. John 17, 17. Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. So my question to you is, are you worshiping in truth? And a way to answer that is by asking another question. Is your worship ritualistic? Is your worship of God rote? The Bible says it this way, Matthew 6, 7. When ye pray, use not vain repetitions as the heathen do, for they think that they shall be heard for their much speaking. So do you come to church and sing mindlessly? That's ritualistic. That's religion. It's useless. It's pointless. Do you give out of duty or habit? Does preaching come in one ear and out the other? Okay, we talked about all of these forms of worship through through prayer, through music, through through preaching, through studying the Word of God. Are those things in your life ritualistic or non-existent? Is your worship lifeless and false? Does it have meaning? When we come, our worship needs to be intentional. When we focus, we force ourselves to be still and know that he is God. To force ourselves in your personal time at home or on the way to work or wherever you might do that. And then also when we come to church to force ourselves, to put ourselves in a mindset that I am here for God and no one else. I don't, I don't care what people think. I don't care... What people, I don't care what I sound like when I sing. I don't, I don't care about those things because I'm here to worship and love God. So, how do we worship? Through the truth of the Word of God and not emotions. Psalm 29, verse 2, Give unto the Lord the glory due unto His name. Worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. 2 Chronicles 7.14. It's a verse that is usually used at like revival services and things like that. But to me, it's it's a good verse on worship. 2 Chronicles 7.14. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. You see, that is Psalm 46.10, to be still and to know that I am God. That is exactly what this verse just said. If they shall humble themselves and pray and seek my faith. You can't do those things if you're not being still. You can't, you can't humble yourself. You can't pray and seek God if you're too busy doing God doesn't want Christians to be a bunch of 
busybodies. If you've been too busy to worship, you're too busy. You're too busy. God doesn't care how much you serve him. God doesn't care how much you give to him. God doesn't, God doesn't care how many people you win to him, how many people you tell about him. God just wants you. That's what God cares about. Isaiah 6. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw also the Lord sitting upon the throne, high and lifted up, and his train filled the temple. Above it stood the seraphims, and each one had six wings. With twain he covered his face, and with twain he covered his feet, and with twain he did fly. And one cried unto another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. Is that how you view the earth? Is that how you view God? Holy, holy, holy. Some of us, some of us don't, don't know how we view God because we don't look for him. We're not being still and knowing that he is God. How do we worship? In spirit and in truth. True worship. It's so very important that we worship and that we practice it in spirit and in truth. So my question is to you this evening, is your worship ritualistic? Is your worship lifeless and false? Does it even have meaning? God has done so much for us. Let us devote ourselves to him and to worship and adore him. We just finished Christmas, one of those Christmas carols. Oh, come, let us adore him. Let's worship. When was the last time that you personally stopped and worshipped God? Christians, so often we miss this. We miss it. We, we, we get caught up in the doing, 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 doing. God's just like, stop and worship me. If we can get a hold of this, if you can get a hold of this personally, you're going to have this personal revival, this personal joy, excitement, love for God, and then you'll just find yourself doing for God because you love Him. But it starts with worship. It starts with us just falling on our knees and saying, God, I love you because you love me, because you have shown this love to me. We need to stop, be still, and know that He is God and say, God, you're worth it. Let's pray.